Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. I'd like to thank everyone for sticking with us during this special Connecting the Dots series. This is part three. We'll call this chapter one, The Totalitarian Tiptoe. Recently, I got my kids some Tuttle Twin books, and there was a chapter called The Curse of Knowledge, and that was explaining to the kids that, you know, we must be aware that there are things that we know that are not necessarily common knowledge, right? We cannot assume that everyone knows what we know. And as I was listening to the previous episodes, trying to make sure I stay on point here, I can hear how these episodes would sound to certain groups of people. And that made me realize I'm plagued with the curse of knowledge. I've assumed everyone has seen what I've seen, that, uh, that knows things that I know, that experience things that I've experienced. And, that, and that's a common mistake, and I think that's the whole point of the book, and it was a good lesson I was trying to teach my kids. So I'm guessing if you're jabbed and boosted, this whole premise that I'm laying out here might sound completely crazy. You just, it's coming out of left field. You have no idea why I have the concerns I have. And I'm also guessing that my unvaccinated friends, they got a glimpse of what I'm warning about and they are nodding their heads at a few things because they can kind of see it coming. You know, if we go back to the Nazi propaganda approach, it was to keep it simple, have a simple message and give the people someone, one group to demonize. In their case, it was the Jews, right? They said the Jews spread disease, we need to eradicate the Jews. That was very effective because of its simplicity. People could glom onto that, they stoked up enough fear, and they gave them a simple action step. Just hate these fucking people. And when the propaganda machine targeted the unvaccinated, we got a small little taste of life as we know it changing for the worst real quick. So I think it depends a lot on what side of that you were on, whether you are taking this seriously already or, or just shaking your head going, dude, you sound crazy. And if you think that, I mean, fair enough. And I'm actually really excited you're still listening. But you're probably vaccinated and you probably fell for the propaganda, just like so many before you in history have fallen for. I'm just going to read this because this map, like, we don't have any of these precise stories, but it's it's a freaking match for so many people's experience. A family refused to carpool with us because they said they were uncomfortable with their son sharing a car with us. We had been ratted out by a mutual friend who said to the other mom, well, you do know they aren't vaccinated, right? We were uninvited to good friends to share a vacation house with them. A long-standing tradition was ended over medical choice. They all got COVID anyway, of course. My daughter couldn't attend a theater production with her school's theater company because Denver Center rules. 50% of the restaurants and many businesses in our neighborhood were off limits to us. I won't forget which ones. We had to eat ice cold lunches out of a backpack huddled outside with frozen hands when we skied at Vail Resort because we weren't allowed inside the lodges. I could never get warm. I bailed on the rest of the season after just two days of my pass. Wasn't worth it. I wasn't allowed to stay in a hotel or eat in any restaurant for a work trip to D.C. I had to cancel altogether as it made travel there impossible. My husband, having trained already for six months, was banned from participating in an Ironman event. A group of his friends told him over text that he was endangering them and their families, and they, they told him he couldn't stay in the Airbnb with them for a trip they had been planning. They no longer speak to him. I was called a conspiracy theorist by dear friends and was left in the dust by them socially. I would have given one of my kidneys to these friends. They cut me off after a vax that didn't stop transmission or infection. My teens experienced unbelievable amounts of stress. We didn't book a trip. I was disinvited. My husband was fired. So yes, and it goes on and on. I'm just, I, I elided some of that. So yes, I am seething a bit right now. I want apologies and I want assurances that this won't happen again. I know that won't come though. 
That was a clip from the Dark Horse podcast with Brett and Heather. And that was just a, a Twitter thread. And that's just a small glimpse into what people dealt with. So again, either you get it or you don't. But the fact is people in this country, the freest country on the planet, were demonized, excluded from society, could not travel. The amount of pressure, coercion, threats we got was something I never thought I would ever have to deal with in my lifetime in this country. And, you know, surely we've learned all the lessons in history, right? Well, wrong, because we're repeating the same mistakes. And that's the whole point of this Connecting the Dots series. But I also, in my head, I naively believed everyone already knew this. Like, we were starting here. Now we need to lay out, because this, be, this can snowball into a worse problem. I got a little ahead of myself, so I wanted to get that part out, because I think it helps set the table for people that have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. Because the people in Group 1 that we talked about previously were acting like the police. They were enforcing rules. They had no right enforcing with zero information or proof. You know, what they were doing was even correct. They were blindly enforcing shit on behalf of the elites who were just gaslighting them. And the people in Group 3 that were able to withstand the craziness, this buds for you. This is that message to you, the unvaccinated. Even if I were pollinated and fully vaccinated, I would admire the unvaccinated for withstanding the greatest pressure I've ever seen from partners, parents, children, friends, colleagues, and even doctors. People who are capable of such personality, courage, and critical ability are undoubtedly the best part of humanity. They are everywhere, in all ages, levels of education, states, and ideas. They are of a special kind. They are the soldiers that every army of light wants to have in its ranks. They are the parent that every child wants to have and the children that every parent dreams of having. They are beings above the average of their societies. They are the essence of the people who have, well, built all cultures and conquered horizons. They are there next to you. They look normal, but they are superheroes. They did what others could not. They were the tree that withstood the hurricane of insults, discrimination, and social exclusion. And they did it because they thought they were alone. And they believed that, well, they were the only ones. Banned from their families' tables at Christmas, they never saw anything so cruel. They lost their jobs, let their careers sink, had no more money, but they didn't care. They suffered immeasurable discrimination, denunciation, betrayal, and humiliation, but they kept on going. Ever before in humanity has there been such a casting. Now, we all know who are the best on the planet Earth. Men, women, young, old, rich, poor of all races or religions, the unvaccinated, the chosen of the invisible ark, the only ones who managed to resist when everything collapsed. That's you. You passed an unimaginable test that many of the toughest Marines, Commandos, Green Berets, astronauts, and even geniuses could not withstand. You are made of the stuff of the greatest who ever lived. Those heroes born among ordinary men who glow in the dark. Remember, you're the voice. And it's time to make it count. So please, trust me when I tell you that what I'm warning about is possible because it's already begun. It already started. So whether you've seen it or you're now waking up to that fact for the first time, it's important to take it seriously. So today, I wanted to take a look at the old totalitarian playbook of government. 
it's important to understand how they get what they want so you can anticipate what's going to happen next. Also, I think it helps people see that these events and these things they want to talk about are on purpose. It's not random. It's not, oh, it's just incompetent government just getting it wrong over and over again. And, you know, getting it wrong always in their favor and never in the people's benefit, never in their favor. This is an easy to follow three-step early identification system that comes courtesy of David Icke, who is currently banned from 26 countries in Europe and most of the other countries of the world, including the U.S. and Australia. So we'll get more on him in a bit. But this is how they advance their agenda. Step one, problem. Create a problem. Step two, reaction. Get the public to say, do something about that problem that we just created. And then finally, step three is the solution, where you offer the solution to the problem that you created to advance your agenda. So when you are aware of the agendas that they want to advance, then you can identify this coming a mile away. And let's look at just a recent example that we just covered to try to make this point. They want a central bank digital currency that they can control, but there's a problem. There's cash, there's credit cards, there's over 10,000 cryptocurrencies with a current market cap of about $859 trillion. So it's time for the easy three-step plan to destroy your freedom and steal your assets. Agenda is get rid of crypto, cash, all other alternatives. Well, the problem, we need to create a crypto problem. Hey, get Sam on the phone. Let's transfer him $26 billion. Tell him he can keep $3 billion. We'll leak it out to the press that his balance sheets are fraudulent. Everyone will lose their money. The calls for regulation will be ringing from the streets. The public will demand regulation when they see this homeless-looking 30-year-old testifying before Congress and not being able to recall what happened to $20 billion of their customer money or never having coded or looked into their, his own company. So the reaction... The public is pissed. You have to do something about it. I lost my life savings because Tom Brady told me to give it to FTX. Investing is gambling. Well, not if you lose it all. That's negligence. Someone has to pay for that. And here's the government solution. Well, I guess we could regulate crypto. I mean, if you really want us to. I'd, I'd hate to see this happen again because we care so much about the taxpayers. Regulate. Regulate. Works every time. Regulators, mount up. It's time to make crypto a thing of the past. So just keep an eye on that. We're in between the reaction and solution part, but my guess, regulation is coming soon. And then once the regulation is in crypto, there's no point of owning it. Because then they'll just be like, well, there's too many cryptocurrencies right now. We should just go down to one. Ours. It's the old totalitarian tiptoe. And first it was cash, right? We've already, got, we've already gone through the first step. The brick-and-mortar bank locations start vanishing, you know, because banks can't afford to keep all these locations open with 0% interest rates. How they, they can't make any money. Then an ATM start vanishing. Oh, and watch out. You can catch COVID from the cash. So, oh, no more cash. Card only, card only. And now we have a $500 cash reporting, you know, for the terrorists. 87,000 new IRS agents. It's also why it's important to associate choices with freedom. Okay, the more choices you have the more freedom you have, and then you can enjoy. Are they giving you more freedom to transact with your own fucking money? No. And part two of this whole scam is when the mainstream media comes into play. They're not journalists uncovering the facts for you to learn about subjects and, you know, make up your own mind on. They're not holding power accountable. 
They're there to manufacture consent. We always say you can control the narrative, you can control society. And do you know why that is? How that's achieved? Again, I can't assume that everyone knows, so let's go through it. It's all about perception. When you control somebody's perception on a topic, you influence their behavior. Does that make sense? From perception comes behavior. You control perception, you control their behavior. And this is that subliminal rhetoric that you're just downloading into your brains when you consume this bullshit on the mainstream media, social media, online, all that bullshit. Quick example, the COVID vaccine, which isn't really a vaccine, but now it is because it changed the definition. The COVID vaccine is safe and effective. Every mainstream media outlet, social media, online resource had that message on repeat. Late night TV was doing musicals, celebrities, influencers were all promoting safe and effective, safe and effective. Millions of people's perception was that these new untested products that were rushed to market without any long-term safety data, which makes the whole safe part alive right off the bat, because there's no studies, not one showing they're safe, because we haven't even been around, but anyway... These new, unproven, novel therapeutics were safe and effective. So your perception, safe and effective. Your behavior, yeah, I'll take one of those. Yes, please. Ah, that hurt. Hey, why did that guy just drop dead after he took it? Oh, man, that sucks. Oh, check it out. They have a vaccinated border for my Facebook profile. Virtue signal engage. Hey, everyone, come see how much I care about people. Perception controls behavior. It's that easy. You took an experimental medical product that alters your genes, a shot that contains a self-replicating spike protein that kills your cells and causes blood clots, just like the virus. A shot that you literally have no fucking idea if it's going to fucking kill you, help you, anything. You just took it. Oh, and a few boosters just for good measure because you perceived it to be a good idea and your perception led to that behavior. And I'm sorry I keep picking on the vaccinated, but it really just highlights all that is wrong and how the door gets open to badness. Thinking for yourself and thinking critically would have saved you from that. Now, if you read the trials, understood that the best case scenario benefits would be it may help you. It may make the symptoms milder for a short period of time right after the shot if it didn't kill you. If you read that, understood that, and understood that you can't fully understand all of the risks and the benefits were unquantifiable, if you came to that conclusion on your own and still got the shot, then Godspeed. At least you thought for yourself and you critically understood the fact that the unknown outweighed the known. Hey, it's a free country. Choices equal freedom. Go for it. I know I make it sound like I think you're stupid if you got the jab. So I want to clarify, if you got the jab because they told you to, yes, I think you're stupid. If you understood the risks were unknown, the benefits were unquantifiable, and you still got it, fuck, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your ability to think critically for yourself. It doesn't have to be the right choice as long as it's your choice. Understanding how the few will weaponize the flow of information to influence your perception so your behaviors follow should make thinking for yourself and critical thought something you need to do. Every time, all the time. It's the only way to guarantee your beliefs were arrived at on your own and not influenced by your phone, TV, radio, what have you. And this is a good time to maybe write down all of your strongly held beliefs and then go through them and ask yourself, 
how did I arrive at this conclusion? Because a lot of people assumed the safe and effective narrative, and then over time, that assumption hardened into a conclusion. Without any science, no evidence, no data, nothing. It just morphed into this strongly held belief, which unfortunately makes you deaf to all the emerging information on anything contrary to what you were told. When you believe in something without any reasons, you cannot adjust that belief with new information. That's why group one, the unquestioning people who believe everything authority tells them, then act upon their beliefs. That's why they can't be saved. You can't change their minds with new information because their default is, well, if authority said it, it's true. The the CDC said it. According to Dr. Fauci, the FDA just approved. Uh, President Biden just said, all you have to do is ask questions. Make them prove what they're saying. Show your work. Just like when you were a kid in school, you took a math test. Teacher would always say, or be written right in the test, show your work. That was done to prove you knew what you were doing. How you got to that conclusion was just as important as the conclusion. Knowing how they further their agenda, the the tactics they use, along with your critical thoughts, thinking for yourself, not complying early, and not going along with a bad idea based on a falsehood, guarantees you're making the best decision for you and not them. It doesn't guarantee that you make the right decision. There are no guarantees for that but at least you make your own decision. We talked a lot about the dangers of forced altruism on a previous episode. Altruism is doing something for someone else's benefit at your own expense. Now, the big difference we need to understand is voluntary altruism is good. If you have the means, if you have the time, if you have the inclination and you have enough to spare and you want to give to others or help others at your own expense, then go for it. There's nothing wrong with altruism if you decide to do it on your own. But they've blurred the lines. This forced altruism is one of the most dangerous ideas ever to exist. The idea that you have to do something for somebody else's benefit at your own expense. This ideology is responsible for all of the atrocities in human history. Nick, that's a bold claim. Not really. Think about it. The few can only control the many with the help from the people ignoring their own self-interest and sacrificing for the state. And once that gets rolling, you end up self-sacrificing yourself. Everything you've done, all that you have is gone for the greater good. It's very effective because it preys upon our human morality. We are good people by nature. Most of us want to help. And it's that human feature that's used against us. You don't go from zero to Holocaust without people being forced to act altruistically. Without people in the group one who just blindly follow authority, don't question anything, and the, and the people in group two that are like, that's eh, a little fucked up, but I'm going to do it anyway because I'm worried about the consequences. Without group one and two and without the propaganda subliminally influencing your perception, perception controlling your behavior. That's how you get from just a normal day in Germany So what the fuck just happened? The goal is to get out in front of this because once it gets going, you have to wait for it to destroy itself. So let's recap. The totalitarian playbook only has a few steps that we all need to be aware of. One, effective propaganda is simple and they'll give you a group to hate for a very simple reason. Two, control your perception that control your behavior. 
That is done when a message is just played on repeat to just penetrate your brain, and then all of a sudden, you think that's true, and then your behaviors result from that planted perception. You need to be aware of the problem-reaction-solution model that they use to advance their agenda. We need to reject any form of forced altruism. It's okay to still be a good person, but be a good person because you want to be, not for any other fucking reason that has to do with any other person, whether it's virtue signaling or because someone told you to do something for someone else. And lastly, again, it's a good idea to write down all of your strongly held beliefs and go through them one by one and figure out how you got there. The next few parts of this series are going to be focused on the main agendas of the few that they want to inflict on the many. And I'll give you some homework. Write down all of your strongly held beliefs on climate change. Because the one-two punch of COVID and the climate crisis are the guise under which they will try to usher in their global agenda. The welfare of humanity is always the alibi of the tyrants. So let's not keep repeating history. There's no excuse for letting this happen again. It's not like we don't know how to avoid this. Very simple. Think for yourself, think critically, be skeptical, do not comply in advance, and never go along with any bad idea that is based on a falsehood. (laughs) 